What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Pocket over Zoom video. Pocket was born and raised in Scotland and talks about how he got into music. Does come from a musical household. His dad is a guitar player. He does that professionally, played in a bunch of different bands growing up, and now he's a guitar teacher at their local university. So he really got into music through his father, but his father never pushed music on him. So he didn't even start off on guitar, really. He started off playing drums at age 10, did that for a bit, then moved on to guitar, played in some indie bands while he was in high school. And at some point towards the end of his high school, he downloaded his first production program and started to create beats. He talked about going over to his best friend's house. They'd be up till almost midnight working on beats and... Then he had to rush home because it's school in the morning. He ended up attending university and college for uh, audio production. He talked about some of the projects he was in prior to forming Pocket, putting out his first songs as Pocket in 2021, having some very early success with those first couple singles, getting support from big editorials and big playlists on Spotify. And we hear all about the brand new EP that Pocket's releasing called Love Disc EP. You can watch our interview with Pocket on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Pocket. Right on, dude. Well, uh, I appreciate this. This is uh, my name's Adam, and this is a podcast about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk about the new EP. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Of course, looking forward um, to chatting. Amazing, amazing. So, first off, uh, where were you born and raised? Uh, born and raised in Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, still there at the moment. Okay, kind of back and forth, but. You know, between between there and, and where where else? Do you... Uh, you know, I was living in London for a bit. My uh, my girlfriend lives in New York, so I'm kind of there. Oh, New so York, London, and Edinburgh. Yeah, huh? it's like <laughs> it's just a whole thing, man. But it's you know it's cool here, but kind of kind of outgrown it at this point. Um, I gotcha. Yeah, there's what's it like in, in yeah? What, what's it like growing up there? Great place to grow up. Brilliant place to grow up. Brilliant. Uh, you know pretty safe and and calm um but yeah i mean in, in terms of music culture and all these things it's limited it's still got a great it's got a great dj scene um there's there's a few really cool clubs and all that and but yeah for the most part growing up it was anything i learned about dance music i learned through the internet do you know what i mean oh is that right that so was it was mostly that way and then when i was 18 i was kind of going to drum and bass shows here in edinburgh because in, in Edinburgh, we're kind of lucky that we're one of the, the only places in Scotland with any sort of semblance of a drum and bass scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was sweet. But outside of uh, outside of that, I mean, pretty quiet place to be. Um, can't imagine, you know, it's the kind of place I could see myself coming back and sitting down again when I'm like in my 40s, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I got sweet it. Sweet for that, man. It's gorgeous for that, but it's... <laughs> There's, there's, there's certainly better places for me, for me to be right now. So, yeah, as far as the art scene and the, 
music and everything else yeah totally we make it work though you know That's i mean cool. i don't know but where, where are you based uh i'm in nashville tennessee now nice right so you've got yeah. great yeah i'm originally from san diego california so i had la and and yeah got fairly close but um yeah nashville is where we landed about two years ago my family and i so yeah love great it here place, man i've always wanted to go yeah, it's cool, man. I thought when I moved here that it was like some country town. I mean, sure, country is a big deal here, but I mean, there's songwriters and musicians yeah. and, and producers from all, all walks of uh, different genres and everything here. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, man. No, I've heard. I mean, I mean, that's, I think that's kind of what you want, though. You want a bit of a melting pot of it. Oh, yeah. Cause yeah, just... I was I was thinking like, oh, okay, it's going to be only country. That's cool, whatever. Like, I'm not a, a huge fan, but... Uh, at least there'd be music here. And then, no, I was shocked to see that. I, I've, yeah. I've met so many people from so many different genres, genres of music. So it's been yeah. it's been great here. That's it, man. That's what, that's what I like about London as well. You know, there's just a bit of everything for everyone. Hmm. And, you know, especially somewhere like Edinburgh. It's, Edinburgh's great, but, you know, it's a lot of singer-songwriters and a lot of um, kind of just indie bands and rock bands, you know? Hmm. And, like... That kind of get, you know, that's what I grew up being around everybody like that. I was in a couple of little bands myself when I was like a teenager. Oh, yeah. Well, how, was, yeah. How did you get into music? Like, uh, you, you started kinda, off yeah. instruments and uh, being in a band? Yeah, more or less. So I kind of always been doing music. But uh, my dad's a musician. So he, I don't know, he kind of wanted me to do some kind of um, instrument or whatever it was i mean it didn't you, you know it wasn't forcing me to but he just encouraged it mm-hmm. so i uh i played drums growing up oh really um, what at what age did you start doing that i probably started playing drums when i was god i can't even remember i must have been 10 okay maybe 11 yeah that, that range um and yeah from there kind of he's a guitar player and, and he never really taught me much guitar you need to show me the basics but I just sort of picked it up myself and watched him play and figured it out that way. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it was just playing, you know, really bad <laughs> indie rock stuff as a yeah. teenager. And, and that was cool, but it was, uh, it wasn't till like, I mean, it was when I was, I kind of discovered electronic music myself just through, well, and that's not true. I think I heard The Prodigy and that oh, kind of yeah. got me hooked. But, I remember um, the first time I heard the Prodigy. I was like, "What is yeah. happening right now?" <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, I don't think I'd never heard anything like that before. And when you're younger, you don't kind of, you know, you don't really know exactly what you're listening to. So it's like, uh-huh. I didn't know what I was listening to. I didn't know if it was electronic music. I, I didn't know it was a band. I didn't know what it was. Right. But it I remember seeing just, the music video on MTV, and I'm like, "Who mm, are these two dudes? Like, this is yeah. insane." They're, they're like, "Yeah, you couldn't figure out if it was like if they were a band or what. Like, really, what was going on?" That's it. Even just listening to it, I think the I think the way that I heard the Prodigy was my brother um, had heard one of their songs was in a film soundtrack, mm-hmm. and my brother was really into film and stuff. And as a Christmas gift, he got me um, a Prodigy album. What um, the one with the crab on it? No, it was the one after. It's called. Uh, uh, bear with me. It's called. It's, I can't even remember uh, the name of the one with the crab on it. To be honest, yeah, I'm so bad with album names, man. Um, it was uh, always outnumbered, never outgunned. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one, that was a record like Girls and uh, You'll Be Under My Wheels and tunes like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, he, it was that. So I just listened to that religiously. 
and that kind okay. of changed and you know from there i was like i think i just like electronic music now <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and then but it's so funny how that doesn't translate you know like that's so that track that that album and them as a as a, a band were so intense and like mm-hmm. gritty and i kind of haven't followed that at all you know it just obviously shapeshifts and i'm not making something that's gritty and, and right energy but it's like but that was kind of yeah. the groundwork i mean yeah, the base the, of what you imp- kind of started with exactly the impetus is that right impetus yeah, yeah no that for sure um, have you seen that just real quick on the prodigy have you seen the video that somebody put up online where it's Firestarter, but it's like an old it's old footage of the beatles playing no oh it's not. so funny it's like <laughs> them playing Firestarter, but the way they edited it, <laughs> it yeah, looks makes like, it look it looks mate, like they're doing stuff. it <laughs> i love that stuff man it's, it's so funny, funny enough though like one of the things what that i discovered years ago on youtube was somebody breaking down their their use of samples the prodigy's use of samples oh wow there's a whole video of this guy he collects all the samples from all the different places they found them and he uh he recreates the songs completely and that That's was like wild it's mind-blowing like the way they use samples is crazy it's i've never seen people do it like that before it's just so um you know little parts of songs that you wouldn't expect have been cut in certain ways and they just yeah. it's just amazing but i know that, it's 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 so technical like it's just a different type of you know way uh, the way you hear something or put something together because if you literally think about i mean music is you can use the same four or five chords for a million different songs but and you could also but you can also take little snippets of songs and and build them into something that's so different than what the original composition completely i mean that's what i always say to people like about making music is you can make with especially with electronic music i think that's what attracts so many people is Mm -hmm. that you can make anything with anything like there's not really a boundary of like what you can't make right like you could take a guitar and you could sample it and you could you know speed it up loads you know duplicate it loads and create a whole new sound out of it you could you know even down to eq and out Oh, so it's just one specific frequency then you basically have a raw sine wave right and from there you can make an, a whole new synth and it's like there's not really that's what's cool about sampling still is like it's just like a larger version of that you know it's a larger version of the idea you can take any piece of audio and turn it into any piece of audio if you really want to yeah it's and you wild. Could go even further there you know like if you could zoom in on a waveform and you can you could theoretically recreate any sound out of sine waves if you spent the time to ought to manually put in the sine waves in the shape of the waveform you know it's like it's just i guess it's science at that point but, yeah no it really is it's so mathematical know. and there's yeah. there's like a a video i think it's a video or some guy like he they they like test sound waves on like on water like how the water moves yeah have you seen that and then yeah. like they're able to figure out like if you can and it gets so deep but it's basically like you can almost be able to find like a formula for some like a like a pop song or something that will be you mm-hmm. know like it, it'll uh cause some sort of reaction in someone's ears to be like oh this yeah. is a good song like and it's all based off of math and in science on how to make the waves yeah. do a certain it's just so wild. Like, it's wild. There's like, like a, 
You can like unlock it. I I saw a video the other day of a frog. I don't know what kind of frog it was, but it it puts itself in the water and then it, it, I guess it hums or it vibrates its body at a specific frequency so that the water creates this ripple pattern and it's this Mm -hmm. really beautiful ripple ripple pattern. And that's how it attracts its, attracts a mate. But it's stuff like that. Like, you know, there's that whole thing too of, I can't remember what they do, but the, uh, yeah, if you get like a big metal plate and you put sand on it mm-hmm. and you play a specific frequency, it creates these like beautiful mosaics because Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that yeah. before. So yeah, it's, crazy, it's so it gets so deep and it's my, so my easy mind to, can't even like comprehend. Me too. But it's so easy to forget that it's all just science. Like, right. like underneath all of it. It's all yep. science. So like listen, mate, in a way we're all scientists. Right, it's all science and math at some point. Like you exactly. can create, it's all zeros and ones or whatever it is. That's what it is, man. If you go deep enough. Yeah. You know, wow. It's crazy. But yeah. Um, so I you start, yeah, yeah. No, real quick back to, uh, so dad play, is a guitar player. Is that what he yeah. did? Like as professionally, is just something he enjoyed doing or is yeah, he a singer songwriter? Yeah, professionally, he's just like, uh, you know, played in a lot of bands and kind of, uh, you know, was uh yeah he he's done a very various different stuff over the years he's currently a, he currently teaches at university now but um, oh wow he yeah i mean it's sweet because i i grew up around a lot of he, he put me onto a lot of cool music growing up but mm-hmm. it was never a case of uh he never took what he never held my hand through it you know it wasn't like uh any silver spoon type thing where I was sort of given all this music knowledge and all these resources is he's just, he wasn't, you know, he's just been trying to make a living the same way as, as, as me from it. You know, it's, it's always been like a really tough business. So he, uh, he was able to kind of, yeah, he like, I think the biggest gift I got from that was being put on to really cool tunes growing up Mm -hmm. and music. I still listen to now. Um, and yeah, he, he definitely, uh, yeah, so he does a lot of, he works at university, he he plays in um, kind of function bands a bit now. And But yeah, growing up, he was he was like a sort of touring musician, session musician type of thing, mostly. Um, you remember going to see him, like as a kid? Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, a couple of times. I, I just more so remember being at the sound checks, you know, because uh-huh. I always, I, like, he would, we would just have to go along and I saw I'd be sitting on my Game Boy at a sound, the sound check or whatever. <laughs> but like... Um, yeah that was kind of the extent of what i remember of it and from then it's mostly been like the relationship we have with music is just sharing music mm-hmm. with each other um and talking about you know he'll show me songs I'll, i'd like and vice versa so there. it's pretty good in that regard yeah yeah so when you started you said you played in a band uh, like an indie band were you the drummer and the in those bands early no on? so i was play i played guitar in one of them and i played uh what did i do in the other one maybe i was bass in the other no i was guitar as well i was so i was i was lead guitar in one of them when i was like 15 and then uh, i played rhythm in one but we never even had a gig the second band we just rehearsed a bunch okay <laughs> for no reason we would just rehearse all the time and then we never ended up playing a show or anything but um and yeah, and it was shortly after that I started make started. I think I discovered FL Studio, and then I, yeah, I didn't look back then because I could do yeah. it all on my own. You know, I didn't have to work with anyone to do it, uh-huh. which I think I liked. It's like 
more uh yeah like you can just sit in your room and escape into it on your own i think i liked that side of it yeah uh, i was kind of over sort of waiting for other people to show up to practice in that right right yeah you kind of become your own solo artist at that point. that's it yeah <laughs> which is so much easier in many regards sure yeah. sure were you like once you started making songs on uh like more like electronic music were you putting them up online early on or like at what yeah. point did you get the courage to kind of show someone what you were working on i pretty quickly started just putting them on soundcloud and uh showing them to friends yeah, I never really like gatekept them, you know, like I think a lot of people wait until that the, they feel like it's good enough to release or put out and show people. But yeah, I'd, I guess I think I probably had some blind confidence that it was kind of a good work. thing, right? I mean, to yeah. not be afraid to show somebody something because yeah. I've, I've had a lot of uh, conversations with artists where it's like they'll wait so long and then it's like, why did I just, why didn't I yeah. just show something? No, for sure. Yeah hundred percent i think it's like the my friend always says like finished is better than perfect and oh yeah i like that so i always try and just finish stuff even if i don't like it really and and i kind of always did that and also like when i just started out like it was a little bit before there was like a million tutorials online you know like okay so i was just figuring it out as i went along i didn't use i didn't eq anything for like at the first year you know, like I didn't know what any of that was. I didn't know what mastering was for like the first year. I didn't know what mixing was. Mm -hmm. So I was just in my head, like, you know, to me, it was the the coolest music in the world because I didn't really know if it was bad. I didn't know that it was bad, but and I also <laughs> had some weird, I think I just had a blind confidence that it was good. Like yeah. as soon as I started doing it, I was like, oh, like, I mean, now once I leave school, I'll be a touring musician. It's all going to be good. Like I'm chilling now, you know, like <laughs> I didn't even consider anything else at that point. So yeah, I kind of just threw it out. Um, and there was like a really small scene of people doing it here. Mm -hmm. Not like, you know, like a really small amount of people that we were all connected on this, uh, Scottish, Scottish, um, producer Facebook group. Oh wow! Oh, so you so, kind of connected with each other via Facebook? Yeah, and that was uh, everyone was just throwing their their songs in there. Were you getting and, uh, feedback from people there, like, "Oh, you yeah, should do this," or yeah, cool. kind so of. you kind of had a collaboration, uh, even though you're doing it solo. Yeah, a little bit, and I also like I think when I first started doing it, my best friend also started doing it, so mm. we were just excited about it together, like at that stage of going to each other's houses and being like let's make a dubstep song and like trying our very best to make like the best dubstep song ever <laughs> and uh it would always be trash but it sounded like the best thing in the world to us yeah and you we... had fun doing it exactly yeah it was that that's the main thing i think is like just going to each other's houses and you know it gets to like 11 p.m and you've got to go home because you have school in the morning <laughs> but like you don't want to go because you're having too much fun making beats like yeah it was that kind of thing, which was the, I think that's the reason I kept at it so long was that that's why I kind of didn't stop doing it when a lot of people would like started to drop off when they realized it might not be, you know, a career for them. And it was just like, you know, they were overwhelmed with maybe how long it would take and, and, or, or, or maybe they just wanted to have it more as a hobby. 
Right. Um, a lot of people kind of dropped off and stopped doing it, but we just kind of kept going doing the same thing. How? Um, yeah. At what point did you realize, or like, did you go to school to to advance your learning of production or anything like that, or or at what point did you decide like this is what I want to do uh, um, with my life? I, I I knew. I think I just knew almost instantly after I started doing it, and then mm-hmm. I never had a backup. Like I. I did really, I, I started probably when I was 16, 15, I'm 28 now, so like wow. 12 years ago, probably. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just didn't have a backup. I just, I, I, it was the, one of the only things in life that I'd really like become enamored with and I just wanted to do it all the time. And um, yeah, I guess, yeah, I just sort of did school. Like I stopped. I didn't apply myself to any of the stuff at school that I didn't care about. Like I did well in music at school, but that was it. Everything else, <laughs> I I failed massively. I I did like really terribly at school, and um, so I left school early. They my school asked me to leave because of my <laughs> grades were so bad. They asked you uh, to leave. Yeah. So uh, my do school you mind leaving. <laughs> yeah, literally. And it's so dumb, man. It's so dumb. But like they were like, yeah, we just think like you know, your grades aren't great. And, and they were one of those schools that really cared about, um, how their grades looked so that they oh, could yeah, like climb academic. the ladder, like the school ladder. And sure. Of the, but, uh, yeah, Get more money from the government. Yeah. At least that's uh, what they do yeah. here in the United States. <laughs> that's it. And it was like, you know, it was just like a regular state school, but like they so badly wanted to be a bit more like, um, well to do and posh than right. they actually were. Sure. Were just it was just a regular state school but they cared so much about the grades and um yeah so they asked me to leave like a year early they they said maybe you should just go to college so i did i went to college i did sound production so basically sitting in front of the you know recording bands in this little wow uh studio at college i hated it oh um, really you, didn't, you weren't yeah. you didn't like recording the other bands no, I didn't like recording the other bands. I didn't really care about that side of it. And mm-hmm. then I just wanted to make tunes. And uh, yeah, and then I kept making little dance beats. And it came to like our final project at college and everyone obviously submitted all their band recordings and things they'd done with, you know, bands. And I hadn't done any of it because I didn't want to. So I just submitted like, <laughs> I submitted a, song a, you couple, wrote. a couple beats. <laughs> beats a couple beats and then like uh, a remix that i'd done and my le- and my teacher at college was like this is really good like just focus on doing this oh wow <laughs> the so they gave you that yeah they validated what you're doing it yeah. wasn't like and, i can't believe you wasted all the time doing yeah, this literally so i mean that was good and then uh yeah and then from there i went to university i ended up finally at university so in the UK, I don't know. It's different. I don't really know. Yeah, it's know. a little bit different. Yeah, because yeah, we sorry. go through high school and then straight to university. Yeah. So we uh, can we you can do that here, but there's also college, which is like a midway point. If you don't, like, if you don't do great in school and you don't have the grades, or like, if you just want to study something maybe that's more practical, um, there's a lot of like really hands-on like practical or trade yeah. courses at colleges. They used to have that here. It was um, called trade school. Like you could go and learn yeah. how to be whatever electrician or yeah. uh, learn how to do so, something like more that made more sense. If you were like, what's the point of doing two more years of, you know, yeah. bullshit classes when I could go learn That's a trade 
But yeah. here you have to finish the high school and then you go to we, what we call college, which is university yeah. for you all. Yeah, that's it. So then I, uh, yeah, so I did college and I ended up at university. I did sound design, which once again, I didn't like because I didn't want to make sounds. Like films. Vi- yeah, for like films and video games and, you know, advertising, whatever it may be. I just didn't enjoy that either. So I submitted... <laughs> I submitted like a sat a piece. Uh, I submitted uh, music for for art. So I mm. created I created sound art pieces based around visual art pieces. Oh, that's cool. Which I thought was really sick. And uh, my lecturer, he was like, "This isn't really follow the curriculum," but like he, uh, I think he liked it, and I ended up getting an okay, like a pretty good grade, and got my degree. From, wow from that so it all ended up fine yeah like, i guess taking the risk of doing something that nobody else was doing did pay off it worked sure yeah at least because uh, uh, yeah you obviously were talented at it too and it wasn't like okay this is guy just threw this together like last yeah. second and yeah yeah, it, yeah i it, went it, fully into it with that project too i was like i was studying synesthesia i was studying like methods of songwriting related to color and then i was like talking about like childhood perception of color so like what do what do children what you know in your formative years what colors resonate with what emotions and how does that influence you growing up and if you were to see those like all that stuff as i went well deep into it but uh so i think that's probably what got me the the passing grade but sure it was uh definitely like a a shock for them because they're not a shock but they just are like this isn't exactly what this course is about you, you know what i mean right <laughs> right like, right technically this isn't correct but a plus for effort um, <laughs> so yeah no, and then that was it but yeah i can't remember what the original question was i guess it was just like when did i know was what yeah was but, but it was through all of that basically okay i i, I kind of i i just knew what to do it but i was obviously like naive about it too like mm-hmm. When I was at high school, I was like, by the time I'm finished with uni, like I'll be, I'll be a turn professional. I'll be right. like, I'll be big, I'll be successful, I'll be touring. Like, I'm not stressed about it. But it obviously, didn't try. It doesn't always transpire that way. It took a sure. lot longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, like, what after you'd finished? Like, when did you start uh, going by pocket? Like, what? When did that whole? Yeah. Like, when did this whole project really begin? So. I started so pocket only the first release we had was at the start of 2021 so it's it was quite fresh like uh, oh wow I'd had projects before and I just sort of grow fallen out of love with them um and it was a pandemic obviously I had like a lot of time to just think you know a little too much time and then yeah made the decision to 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 start afresh and I think with the intention of like what do I really want? Cause like I got caught up in that whole rat race. So like the sound design wars or like the loudness wars. And I'm like, who can, who can make the most obnoxious thing? And, and, um, yeah, I just, I think I was somewhere along the way lost with the passion for like, what, what does Louis want? Like mm-hmm. what sounds make me happy? Um, and that's all that was. It was starting fresh and just making stuff that made me happy. Um, and it all kind of, you know went from there it was purely like an experiment experimentation phase for the most part Mm. um which i think is good like i think i would have i wouldn't have changed it because i went through like so many different ideas before i landed on the first song for pocket you know 
Yeah, like, and yeah. So when she landed on the first song, I, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, it's all right. No worries. That's, I was basically done. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say, like, yeah. Once you find that song that that works out, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna put this up. Mm-hmm. Like after you started releasing music under under Pocket, what was like? Was there a like an early kind of milestone that you had hit or something that happened that you're like, okay, wow, like this is yeah. like a validation that you had that was that you knew yeah. you were on the right path. Yeah, I mean. It was, uh, it was. I think well, the first two songs we put out, we we kind of we put them out independent. Well, not independent. We put them out independently through Alpha Pop. So we we had somebody distributing for us, but you know, no label. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was completely independent on that front. But yeah, it just got picked up by a lot of playlists pretty instantly. We got support from Spotify, wow, which was huge. Um. That was like a big confidence boost because I hadn't hadn't really had editorial support before um in past past projects. So yeah, to have like we had a bunch of editorial support early on and and that obviously like being in those playlists puts you in front of people, which opened us up to getting emails from people about opportunities and remixes and you know, people reaching out, um, venues reaching out early, like, you know being like what's the plan for this project like we'd love to down the road work with with a pocket etc so yeah it kind of it was just super quick it was like it was like uh it felt like luck but i think uh, i always uh i think it was right sound right time it was a little bit of that as i was just making i mean i was just making what i wanted to make and what i liked and it just so happened to be something that people resonated with at that time Mm-hmm. But also, um, yeah, there's that whole that phrase. I love this phrase. I always use it. But um, luck is just preparation meets opportunity. Right, right. And 100%. Like, I, it was fully that. It was opportunities came along. I had the experience and preparation like necessary to like take them. And I had, uh, you know, I think I'd, I'd been making music like 10 years at that point. So it was of a certain quality where it, you know, had legs pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when people were coming with us with remix opportunities and, um, you know, all these things, it was like, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of ready to do it now. I can knock them out pretty quick. And so, yeah, it was, it was all a whole matter of things, but for the most part it was, yeah, it was just, you know, right sound, right time for the most part, I think. And mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't yeah like you said it wasn't like you had just decided like two weeks ago like oh i'm gonna try to try to do this you know make a beat thing and then you put something out and it like people are reaching out like oh hey what you know this is cool like what do you got going on you're just like uh well i don't know (laughs) like i just figured this out 20 minutes ago or whatever exactly or you'll have I've, i've interviewed artists that will put a song up on tiktok and like they hadn't really done anything prior and then it's like people are going to their category or I mean, they're Spotify and there's nothing there, no one yeah. else there, and it's like completely like, uh oh, I gotta yeah. really hurry up and finish. Or the f- song wasn't even done; it was like a clip of something that they're working on that goes up on there, and then they blow yeah. up, and it's like, oh, I gotta go yeah. like record this, or you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's it. We had I just had been doing it for such a long period of time, and you know, even before I'd started working with my manager like a year before we ever released a song you know mm-hmm. so we had plenty of time to talk about our goals and 
plenty of time. You know, I had a fair few demos at that point stacked up that we had ready to release. So when the first single came out, we were instantly able to capitalize on the fact that it did well with the second and so on and so forth. So it just all lined up nicely. And um, yeah, I think so much of it was just um, that... Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd just I'd come up, I'd I'd had a sound that I was happy with from day dot, and like, so I've not really needed to change change what I'm making too much since, you know. It's mm. still, and I still love doing it. It's yeah. still like really fresh to me because it's only been like two years, right? So, um, and you have your EP coming out as well, like in the, yeah. like two weeks or something. Yeah, Week? just just under two weeks. Yeah, that's incredible. Coming out on that. Yeah, love disc EP. I want to hear yes, about this. Sir this this EP. Yeah. you got a lot of cool features on it i mean uh with evergreen uh is the most recent one i think i've heard from you with yeah. with chloe uh mm -hmm. yeah tell me on here all about the ep let me know about yeah it. i mean it was like i was just making a bunch of demos last year and uh i was talking with my manager and i was like we should oh, i think i just want to do an ep now it was kind of that was it but <laughs> it was you know i wanted to I'm 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 not like a huge when it comes to writing music I'm not a huge um I'm not somebody who like invests emotion and in, you know in, I don't go into it intentionally with emotion being the um the thing that carries it yeah right? like, like driving force a lot of it for me is like the part of making music I like the most is the play of it and the experimentation and the um discovery mm -hmm. and so I always go into music with that mindset but going into the doing the ep is like i wanted to 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 make um i wanted to make a record that had like that did lead with the emotional side but also um not, might not have done that necessarily through like lyricism or or things like that it was like you know a lot of the sounds on the record are there's kind of like a lot of through lines with a lot of the sounds are similar and i've used a similar palette on the whole record but it's just because i know those specific sounds playing specific melodies makes me feel really good. It makes me feel, you know, emotional in a, in a way. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, the whole, the whole idea of that was just to make stuff that made me feel real good. You know, it was like, what makes me feel the most um, lively? And yeah. Kind of just did it that way. And, you know, that was the only foresight. That was the only kind of planning part that went into it was like, it has to have this feel the feel was the central thing of it all. So it wasn't like you had written a song and you're like, wow, okay, this is great. I, I mean, I, you wrote something and then decided like, let's, I should just keep doing something similar to this to make yeah. an EP. It was, you kind of went into it knowing you wanted to write an EP. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'd made a few demos that, that were originally going to be the first few uh, tracks off the record, but I scrapped those pretty quickly because uh they just didn't feel right they felt too far in one direction and um and then i made one song which is uh the first it's the first thing the first track on the ep so it's track one um and i made that song and that was the one that like it all fell into place after that because it was like i'd made that song and i was like this is the song i've been wanting to make for years i think this is the song i've been wanting to make my whole life you know mm -hmm. and it's not all that um flashy and it's not like a pop song or it's not like too much of anything 
it's pretty simple like when you break it down but it's there's melody and the, the you know the melodic sensibility of it the voicings the chords and the sounds those two things together like yeah i think that was like the moment where i was like this ep's you know this is something that i could really work on and really be proud of Mm-hmm. Um, yeah i've actually had a chance to hear the ep and mm-hmm. that song you're talking about is called adhd but like yeah. 880 like the number ADHD, 80 yeah. yeah yeah which is super clever in itself uh-huh. um and uh but the recent single is the one with with chloe evergreen how did yeah. you you have a couple features on the album or the ep how did you end up linking up with 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 them so uh chloe's been a friend of mine for years at this point so i've I just have known Chloe for a long time um, and we'd never, we tried to collaborate before, but we didn't really, you know, we didn't have anything that we wanted to move forward with. Mm-hmm. And then we'd been talking about it sort of not long before we made the track about do, trying it again and trying something new. And um, yeah, I just sent her that instrumental and she next day sent me a whole song basically. Oh, wow. It was like really fast. Um but she's like just such a good songwriter. She's amazing. So I kind of wasn't surprised that she had turned it over that quick. But mm-hmm. yeah, and that then when she sent, because I wasn't even 100% that was going to be on the EP before I sent it to her. But then she sent the the vocal back and I was like, Jesus it's Christ. On the EP. Yeah, it's, on the EP. <laughs> it's for sure on the EP now. And yeah. it's nice, you know, it's like a, a sentimental song. It's I, like I said before, I'm not much for lyricism i'm not great with it and any kind of emotion i'm putting into the song is purely like you know whatever i'm feeling at the time whatever feels good you know it's not necessarily coming from a specific place but we had a conversation the day before about you know my my girlfriend lives in new york so we're doing like a long distance relationship and we'd had a conversation about that before me and chloe and she was, I guess she just was like inspired by that situation. So she wrote the whole song about, about that. Oh, wow. um, so it's really nice. And it, now it's something that not only like, you know, me and Chloe have, but I can, sh- I share with my, my partner too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like a nice thing. I think that's kind of the more, one of the more sentimental ones on the record for sure. The rest, you know, for the most part, it's just fun. Yeah. I love that. That's so cool. Just having a laugh. But yeah. So, it, go ahead. I was going to say, so once the EP comes out and on the 23rd here, uh, do you have like a, I mean, you said people are reaching out to you about performing at different clubs. Are you doing like a tour? Or are you going to do a big release show for, for the EP or mm-hmm. do you have anything well, planned? We're pl- potentially planning something here in, in Edinburgh. I got awesome. some. There's a really cool venue here in Edinburgh called Sneaky Pete's that we've done a show up before, and uh, yeah, I mean it was uh, little things like that. I think preliminary, um, like kind of shows. We might do a little mix uh, at like a space here that um, I'm really fond of. But uh, as for like touring and stuff, that's we're kind of working on. We're working on getting more shows lined up post EP, but I don't think there's going to be a full tour. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it's not off the cards I think down the line it's definitely something that we could uh, that could end up happening um, I'm just I'm always in go mode so I'm like ready to write the next one now um, <laughs> so yeah. that's where I'm at but we're definitely you know yeah we're going to be doing some kind of more local stuff here in the UK I've got some stuff coming up next month 
Um, so yeah, there'll be things coming off the tail of it that'll be really cool. Um, awesome, which is exciting. And hopefully, you know, down the line, my plan is like to do a live show for the the record. So a love disc show with you know live elements, performance, things like that. Don't know what it'd look like, but that's you know that's that's the future's problem. Um, <laughs> I yeah. like that. But well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this pocket. I appreciate your time today. Thank um, you so much, man. Yeah. One more question. I gotta. I want to yeah. know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yes. Um. Don't like. Yeah. I mean, there's literally no rules. I guess. Don't like ever. Don't limit yourself. I think one of the biggest problems people have is they see they're taught something a certain way and they stick with it that way their whole life or you know they, they they don't break outside of it just like when it comes to electronic music especially like knowing that you can take any element or you can find any effects plugin any synth plugin and you could do something you know that typically would sound bad but just try and make it work you know there's literally no nothing stopping you from doing anything so i think just bearing that in mind and that not having to stick to the dance music meta and the formula um and just have fun and i think make sure it's always play like keep that keep the uh exploration side of it at the forefront the whole time like don't lose that i guess would be my biggest advice <laughs>